Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. My name is Chris Hess. I sing and play guitar and swim. My friends call me Cookie. I'm Adam Wynn. I play drums and swim. And some of my friends call me Hot Damn. (laughs) I love it. All right. In today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Feel Better by Swim. Um, I want to start with the lyrics of this song. What is this song about and what inspired you guys to write it? Well, uh, the lyrics are inspired by... uh, my girlfriend actually uh it's somewhat of that you know like a a broad story of person moves from hometown into los angeles and uh faces the many avenues of corruption and like whether or not they can be strong in the face of that Mm -hmm. but um with her it was the first time that i witnessed um such specific uh abuses of power that she was facing Hmm. and so um yeah I think it was just sort of the song started with the line for a moment I feel better and I was just kind of singing that almost in like a meditative manner and I found that I was uh, for a while that was it and I kept going back and I couldn't figure anything else out to it but then when I it kind of came to life when I um was singing from sort of her story and how I imagined it from her perspective um and yeah she's just from from Austin Texas Mm -hmm. and I think it was kind of like a you, you I feel like everyone knows and we all hear about the different ways that um things can be corrupted in this town mm. and the ways that old men can take advantage of ingenues coming and being hopeful for things. But to witness it up close for the first time was uh, like really just kind of jarring for me. So I, that's what um, made me want to take it back to the beginning of her story mm. when she was just brave enough to come out here at, you know, like, 19 or 20 and pursue her passion and she did really well and she's still doing well and she just had to overcome like I don't know overcome like different effed up people (laughs) and things does she work in the music industry no she's more fashion and yeah she's she's a model and so as one could predict that's you know uh, just a trap for a feeding frenzy of that kind of a human that's ready to take advantage of that but was that kind of hard to write like her story um no because I um being a a band dude that I'm so (laughs) used to doing that yeah (laughs) that's like um whether or not it's like cool or not to Mm. write about someone else I don't know that's I guess that's kind of not up for me to decide but I yeah I don't know it was more like in when I went luckily when I wrote it it was from a place of 
feeling really inspired by her strength in all mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Um, it, it was a kind of past the rough patch of, of being like really kicked in the soul by seeing some of the stuff and some of the behavior of like the, the people that she was around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was like, it was since it was past that, I was able to write about it from a little bit more of like, the refreshing, hopeful side of the story, as opposed to, you know, the super rough side. Right. Uh, you know, there's moments in the song like um, "No one ever told her she could slow down." Mm-hmm. Is like that line, especially is is tough, just because I do think of those like couple years when she was going through like tough stuff, and like the people that should have been there for her weren't ever actually being there in the way that they should so it was like and and not to discount like some i'm there was plenty of people that probably were and some of those people maybe had good intentions at different points and we're all silly humans and we all get like distorted in ways so i don't mean to like draw anyone completely nefarious but like there's definitely some some times and moments where it's just like, oh my god, this is effed. <laughs> well, how did how did this whole like a, arrangement come together as well? Um, did you end up end up writing the lyrics and melody before bringing it to the band, or do you guys kind of all sit down together and then like come up with one topic and um, vibe off of that? It, it's. It's honestly different every time and every song. Um, this song in particular was one that I kind of wrote and uh, saw to for mostly to fruition on my own, just mm-hmm. because maybe it was because it was with some songs like I'm almost self conscious to bring to them until I feel like okay, well, they might think this is cheesy as hell, but at least I like it enough to where if they do, I can be like not totally embarrassed by it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this was one of those where I was like, yeah, it's like maybe a little sententious in, in its like manner and like vibe, but I think there's maybe something to it. So I kind of tried to bring it as far as I could and then show them. And then once we recorded it in the studio, um, we all kind of came together and like added the finishing touches and like brought it to like the point where it was like very much the finished product. I, I think that's right. Adam, would you agree on that? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That, that was how that one went down. Driving with the best friend 
song that the band kind of suggested like maybe go a different route like lyrically melodically or even with the arrangement that you presented um not really with this one uh i got lucky on this one i i think the the only thing with this that was a really kind of like a new sonic endeavor for us was i had been um i think I'd been really wanting to mess with samples mm. and and kind of dive into certain ends of production that I used to maybe more when I was first recording music ever. Um, and then I moved away from that and like delved into like more just focusing on the songwriting. And now I feel like it went full circle and I was like, I really want to just kind of like mess and see what happens and i'm a real dunce when it comes to quote unquote like the the uh right ways of production or like like the you know like the real i don't know high tech ways of production so i Mm -hmm. do everything kind of like in a backwards just see how you can find a cool sound sort of way Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it, it takes like a long time but sometimes it it comes I don't know. So it feels like a little more organic um, than like buying a, just a a sample offline that's already made or something. So with this song um, during the choruses, there's these like high pitch sort of auto tuny weird warp sounding vocal samples. Mm -hmm. And those I just made by singing different melodies and different um, kind of nonsensical mumblings. Mm -hmm. And then, tweaking them with like the pitch and different a few different uh really random sort of like plugins and stuff just to like see how weird and and it could get and so when i brought those i feel like i was nervous because i knew it was a it was a move mm-hmm. you know and i it could be one of those things where even like a my really good friend tom who plays drums in this band sego who's like our best friends he was like you know, at first I heard that and I was like, what the F, what is he doing? But, you know, now it's grown on me and I love it. So, cause I wanted to trust you and that you, <laughs> you had intention behind it. And I was like, well, thank you for um, not telling me that right at first. But uh, yeah, that was the only thing, but I feel like I, I can't really remember. Adam, I don't know if you remember Adam, but like, I feel like maybe at first there was like a, a somewhat of a mixed review of like, yeah, those are kind of weird. But then like everyone kind of grew to dig them mm-hmm. throughout the process. But Yeah, no, I, I think I, I don't remember who, but I think someone wasn't into the samples at first. I honestly think it was our old manager, though. Oh, mm. uh, really? Yeah, that, remember, that does kind of make um, sense. Always well, sticking the word old in there, so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why that's why we had to let him go yeah for sure yeah <laughs> how dare he <laughs> well i honestly i love when artists do that though and like you said it's like instead of just going to the internet like splice or something and taking a sample that was already pre-made like you just making it in your own with like your own vocal i really i really love when 
um, artists do that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was well, thank cool. thank you. <laughs> so when you guys like record, what's your recording process like as a band? I know some bands that I've talked to, they still try to track everything together. Do you guys do that or... Do you um, do each instrument individually? I would say uh, we are not so cool as to track live together. Um, no, we, we did that along the way here and there, but with it's, it's funny, like we actually kind of found a, a new groove with like what we, with how we, uh, record with each other mm-hmm. um it's and i think with quarantine it at first like the first like we didn't see each other for the first couple months of quarantine so that kind of engendered this process of um just passing the session along to one another and we got really accustomed to recording remotely and then you know passing it to the next band member now mm-hmm. you put your spin on it and blah blah so that's kind of how we got and then once we got used to that it started to feel natural to do that um but yeah we're about to do a live recording uh really soon and try to make it um more of that kind of a vibe where we're actually recording in the room together but yeah i don't know it's tough it's we just don't it's so hard to record in a studio now like it's just there's no I hate to just like sing the same sad song, but there's just simply no money to be like, mm. yeah, let's rent a sunset sound for a week right. and like never eat again. <laughs> no, for sure. And just even with all the COVID restrictions right now, I'm sure there's, I think there's some studios now like opening up for people to record, but I mean, remote recording is um, the more normal thing I guess now I didn't um I actually haven't heard of a band lately who does remote recording like you guys do though like where it's like passing along um so that's really interesting yeah it's been it's been fun because it's almost like uh I was gonna say chat roulette but that might just be a really bad (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly like chat roulette (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in this song. Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I feel like a juice hog anytime I ever say anything of my own is my favorite. (laughs) But since you asked the question, as long as, the, as long as you leave your question in the interview and don't make it like me, like, well, by the way, my favorite line of my <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> okay, well, Adam, do you have a, <laughs> I know. I wonder if Adam favorite? has one. <laughs> Adam, you have a favorite line of mine that you haven't told me? Yeah. So, I like the line about, um, I don't know exactly how it goes, but it's basically 
saying um, someone should have told her to slow down. Oh. Yeah, I yeah. Um, yeah, right? no one ever that... told her she could slow down. Mm. Yeah, that. I like that line. Cool. Because always trying to slow down. Yeah. So it's a nice reminder. I feel like, and, and I mentioned that earlier, actually, with with even just explaining how that was like the the hardest line I think for me mm-hmm. like every once in a while when you're singing a song and you can actually tap into it and you're not just freaked out about like whether or not you're pitchy or sound like a dying cat you <laughs> actually like can get into the feeling of it and mm-hmm. that is one where if I am in that space that I will like it, it yeah it can kind of still cut because it is like that that's like the bummer end of it of that mm-hmm. you know like a Mm-hmm. sometimes people that come here, especially young women that are, um, yeah, just hopeful and inspired. Like everyone is wanting something and it's just, right. you know, it's tough. No one's ever mm-hmm. given them that idea that they can actually just like make sure they're doing okay. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think in a more like on the more fun side of it, I, I like, the line, let's see, um, the bridge that leads up to that line. No one ever told her to slow down or she could slow down. Like mm-hmm. there's a line that just says like, um, and the dark notes of her music still inside of me somehow. And it's kind of going with the line of like midnight fills the canyon. Um, so that, that for me is like, I think about that her drive from Texas um, kind of combined with like that feeling you have when you're driving through the the desert. And it always brings me back to, uh, I don't know if you ever got into the album by Beck Sea Change. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. So that album for me, like I think about that album and, you know, I think about driving through, I did a few different um, drives from San Diego or LA to Florida uh, in my life mm-hmm. one time by myself. Oh. And I, I just oh. always listened to that album when I was driving through the darkest parts of the desert and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just, for me, that those lyrics at least just bring, you know, that feeling that I have when I was like trying to capture that, maybe that same sort of sentiment that that album of like Bex has for me, not like comparing the two, but just saying mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, there's something kind of magical and mystical about, driving you know for hours and hours with some sort of like pure intention at the end of the road and right when it's just you in the desert and something's kind of filling your your space well do you guys have a favorite production element i i like the i like marto's guitar line that comes in at the beginning of the each chorus it's kind of like that big sweeping like guitar part Other than that, I do like the samples as well. Oh yeah, Chris's samples. <laughs> <laughs> See? Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Uh, I I really uh, we did and we recorded this song once we brought the fully realized demo. We ended up recording the song with a guy named David Davis, who's a total sweetheart, LA producer, engineer guy, 
And um, he actually had like a friend record some strings. I believe it was cello, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but he re- had a friend record some strings to it. And um, I end up, yeah, I really love those anytime I hear it. Cause it's, yeah. Yeah. Cello is always nice. Especially when it's like organic too. So yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy your, um, the music video as well. Um, and I just wanted to know if you guys like what the concept behind that was. Well, Adam, uh, directed that one. So if you, if, Oh, wow. Yeah. If you want to take over on that one, Adam. So that was just a lot of times when we're, um, we're thinking about music videos. I like to just kind of smoke a little of the ganja, close my eyes and just see what I see. And uh-huh. for this one, I was just, <laughs> I, I was seeing like uh, someone running, running down, running in like a beautiful location and, um, and kind of like with a lot of emotion on their face and you can't tell if they're happy or sad, but at the end mm-hmm. they, they look happy. And um, um, so that was kind of the basic idea and we didn't have any money and I have a friend with a drone. So I just was like, Hey, can we try this idea? And, um, it turned out pretty much how I wanted it to. Like there was some stuff that we didn't get to pull off because people started showing up at the beach and we didn't want anyone in it. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just like, that's what I was just seeing in my head. Just someone kind of like running and, and like getting it all out. Like, um, yeah. So yeah, and and my wonderful wife and friend were nice enough to give it a shot with me, and and then yeah, it worked out. It was it was super simple, honestly. Was there any sort of um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the word? <laughs> any sort of like symbolism going on with the red dress, or was no, there wasn't. That was just that that was just random be honest like Sid, Sid just picked that dress out we, we I, I wanted it to be like a flowy dress and, and, and mm-hmm. a color that would contrast with the colors of the ocean and the sand mm-hmm. but um that's really it it wasn't anything else nice awesome well I really enjoyed it I like just was like kind of glued like watching the whole thing <laughs> on my computer cool. so I really I really thought it was awesome Thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate like simplicity, you know, like it, it doesn't always have to be so like intricate with videos. Uh, me too. So much, yeah. especially with music videos. I really yeah. love just, I like just like to try to like pull off something stunning and mm-hmm. simple that, um, yeah, that just looks beautiful. So it worked out. Yeah. Nice. Good job. <laughs> we did actually on the note of the red dress, uh, we just shot a music video for, the second single that'll be coming out in January. And um, there is a, the girl in the video is uh, wearing a red dress as well. Oh, okay. So we're potentially going to carry that through in some, some way, maybe loosely, but uh, yeah. I always like those too, like kind of like, little like an homage to like your other songs but in some sort of different way i think is kind of cool yeah uh, when it works you know yeah any through lines kind of a fun nod yeah well can you tell everyone where they can follow you guys on social media and where they can download and stream feel better yes um 
You can listen on Spotify, watch the video on YouTube, um, follow us at Swim Music. Wait, is it Swim underscore Music at, on, at the Instagram? On that gram? Yeah, Swim 2Ms underscore Music. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. I really enjoyed learning about this song, especially about the lyrics of this song. Um, really, really cool story. Thank you. I actually did have one little answer to your question oh. about was there anything else that was cool that you thought about the production or anything? I didn't oh, yes. necessarily that, but the one thing that was sort of ad, like <clears throat> just not even in my hands at all that seemed to work out in a nice way was just the whole maybe the prescient like sentiment of the song being the refrain being for a moment, I feel better. Um, I mean, when I wrote it, it, it was way before the, not way before, but definitely before any signs of any pandemic or quarantine or really any like 2020 apocalypse. So I think the fact that then when it was ready to come out, spoke to that feeling of like mm -hmm. any any moment you can kind of grasp onto that trying to feel a little bit better um mm -hmm. it just that kind of just worked out and i that was kind of cool mm -hmm. yeah i agree um even just like hearing feel better you know mm -hmm. so nice very yeah. well done really really enjoyed it okay thank you so much appreciate it stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.